This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Ignited Heart is a revolutionary way of living with joy and pleasure as the gateway, leading you to create the life and love of your dreams, the life you were born for. It is the embodiment of the lifestyle of a goddess, a queen. A woman with an ignited heart is magnetic. She has reclaimed her power and truth. She knows she is worthy of every heart whisper and dream that lives inside her. Then she becomes unstoppable and unapologetic in how she moves through the world. She dances every day, allowing only her heart to take the lead. For she knows when she does, the world becomes a field of infinite possibilities. She is a force of nature because she knows she is one with nature. The secret to igniting your heart is to fall in love with yourself. Love yourself so fully, tenderly, and compassionately as you would a new lover. Valeria Tellez interviews Janet Lee Ropas. She is a heart igniter, women's empowerment coach, sacred space holder, teacher and guide, priestess of sacred union, writer, dancer, creator, and visionary for global healing, world traveler, and speaker. Janet Lee Ropas is also a former executive assistant on a Wall Street trading floor, lover of dark chocolate and peanut butter. Weaving sacred love, sacred transformation, heart connection, conscious and sustainable living into the fabric of all she creates. She teaches through channeling divine feminine energies via embodied living, meditation, sacred rituals and practices, prayer and dance. Janet Lee is devoted to supporting women in moving through fear and resistance to ignite their hearts and be free from the walls, cages and veils covering them up. Meet Janet Lee at JanetLeeRobas.com. Here's the interview with Janet Lee Robas. In your own words, who is Janet Lee Robas? Such a beautiful question. <laughs> Janet Lee Robus is a divine being of love and light and someone who is here as a curious explorer on this earthly plane, rooted in integrity, filled with lots of hope and wonder and deepest desire is to have unity in the world and to have all my actions and the ways that I show up and move in the world to be some sort of catalyst or gateway to create that. And I believe it really starts with our own personal healing journey and our connection with ourselves. Talk to me for a moment about that. What do you 
mean by that? Or what is the vision behind this statement? Yeah, I think I've always had from a very young age, just um, I've always felt very connected to everyone. And I couldn't, couldn't understand externally how we see a lot of chaos and divisiveness and othering in the world. And I always felt like it's just so simple. Just love each other. Just mm-hmm. if everyone just remembered to love each other, like my like inner, yeah. my, my little self, <laughs> my inner child, it's like, yeah. it's so easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True. And so I think I've carried that into mm-hmm. adulthood and understanding more that there is still truth to that, that if we can honor each other's uniqueness, like our quirks are what make us beautiful. Like that's part of the human experience. And that diversity is, part of our divinity and if we can all appreciate that and understand that then we can just allow each other to be and that creates this level of unity and then also harmony which helps restore the planet it's also not just about our human experience but all life on earth and then all the disruption right now that's happening on on Mm -hmm. for Gaia on earth is I believe from a lack of this disconnection and lack of unity I think I have asked the question here before. We have been trying in a way with beautiful this beautiful intention to make this reality a more loving and peaceful one. And that's something that I, I'm doing and all the people that I talk to here. And I wonder why this never happened. I never really heard of a time where human beings were in complete harmony with everything, themselves, one another, and their environment mm-hmm. as a whole. So do you wonder why this never happened? And do you believe that the unhealed, per se, you know, human beings and all the darkness that they carry have a purpose? That's a big question. <laughs> well, I have, I've done a lot of studying with divine feminine energies, and I've done years of priestess training And it's sort of just a re-remembering and a reawakening of my own lineage from what I've, you know, carried in through this lifetime and past lifetimes. And through some of those teachings, I've been told that there was a time where there was harmony between the masculine and feminine and that, you know, no matter what gender, it's under gender specific thing, it's an energetic, right? We all have masculine and feminine energy. And um, there was a time where there was reverence for the feminine, actual gender feminine, which also then related to the reverence of uh, Mother Earth. But I think this is, I, I don't know the truth, or if it's just partly like, you know, mythology passed down, but they have been found in um, architectural digs that they have been found where there were cultures that they were worshiping the feminine and that supposedly during those time periods, there was a balance. Why that is, if that is true, why that was a very small part of our history, I don't know. Right now, I see that the darkness coming out is to heal all of the wounding. But it is the, it is confusing because it's like, why do we even have to get to that point to have the wounding? Um, but I do feel like it's bringing us more into our full expression because I don't believe that we're broken there's a lot of talk out in the world like to become whole and I I have a fierce stance against that because it it feeds into 
victim mentality and energy and that inherently, yes, that there's something wrong with us. And that's not true. I believe our core essence is love and things get jaded and, you know, whether it's family, school, you know, jobs, things get imprinted on us and we sort of morph to survive in the world. And so we cover up some of our truths. And so it's like reclaiming parts of ourselves so we can expand into our fullness, but not that we're not already whole. It's all there within us. And so I feel from my perspective, what I see what's happening now, because it's an extremely tumultuous time in the world, it's really getting to the root of all that darkness so that we can just shower it with light and transform it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because we know that in order to heal anything, we need to expose that first. We need to recognize it and become aware Mm -hmm. of what is there that needs to be healed. So that makes a lot of sense. And what do you see coming out of this? A new era, a new time where human beings are living in more harmony, not just with themselves, with themselves as one another, but within themselves, finding their own truth and of who they are. I believe so. I'm an eternal optimist, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm someone who carries a lot of hope. But I also think that's part of part of my mission, like, you know, it's part of my work to help amplify that energy. So yes, I do. Because I, I, I believe we're all inherently good and kind at the core. I think that Yes, there is darkness and there's a lot of things that that can seem confusing of why certain people act in ways that they do. But I think if you get down to the root of it, like we all just want to be loved. We all just want to be seen. And you don't know what their history is, what their family experience was, that they may not have had the opportunity to fully feel seen and loved and cared for. And so I believe that we can transform it. It's going to take a lot of work. But I do see a shift already in how much, how many more people are self-aware and doing the healing work because it starts within ourselves first, always. Yeah, absolutely. And I think now it's a good time to talk about sacred love. How would you describe what sacred love is, Janet Lee? I think there, I think, I mean, just even saying the word love is sacred, but for, in terms of my work and and adding that to it, saying sacred love, I feel like it just amplifies it and anchors it on another level and helps our minds also expand around the idea that it is sacred, love is sacred. And then how can we look at that as a sacred practice in our lives for ourselves and then who we interact with on a daily basis in our immediate core family and friends. And then how do we carry that into the world where, you know, when we go to the grocery store, it's just simple interactions. It doesn't have to be these huge, huge um, moments. But if we carry that seed of sacred love around us, we're just going to amplify it. And I believe that creates the ripple effect. And it's about also creating that inner unity and harmony and balance with whatever you define as your divinity. You know, everyone has, if you want to say spirit, the universe, God, goddess, trees, purple monkeys, (laughs) (laughs) whatever you identify with, (laughs) but something that's greater than you or a concept. And, you know, there's people who don't even necessarily say that they believe in the divine or energy of the universe, but they're, 
they have a balance within themselves and they're still really kind and, you know, good individuals rooted in integrity, I think is how you operate in the world more than necessarily having to also identify with this other thing. It's just, it's finding that, that like unconditional compassion for yourself, which allows for that unconditional love, which is sacred, sacred love. Oh, wow. And then, of course, this is something that starts within, right, Janet Lee? It's not just the love that we express out there. and Because that's one of my favorite topics is um, unconditional self-love and its relationship with spirituality, deeper knowing. Do you connect those two elements, spirituality and self-love? I do. Um, I consider myself a very spiritual person like spiritually connected and minded so yes I do and even if you don't identify with that I still think you can access it because it's still there whether yeah <laughs> whether you want to claim huh. it or not from my perspective but uh-huh. yes I think huh. I think it's a reclamation of your spirituality and and expanding into the fullness of it when you can re- because our that's the essence I believe of spirit the divine is love so when you can love yourself fully and it's not perfect. We're still human. I'm still working on that. But if you can at least bring yourself back to that, like have the awareness, and it's like, okay, what can I do to come back to that self-love and nurture myself? That's where the healing happens. And then you open up your heart. And then I think that's what creates the magnetism of allowing yourself to be more loving with the people that you interact and then expressing it. But it has to come within. Because if you're looking for someone else to love you into fullness, it's toxic and it's not, yeah. it's not authentic. And with that in mind, let me ask you this question, because a lot of us uh, have this misconception that self-love, it's sort of connected with selfishness. So what would be a very good example of the practice of self-love? And what would be an example of being selfish? So we have a very good picture of that. I want to go with speaking about selfishness first. I think that if you're more rooted in, in, in like self-absorption, absorption, the selfishness, I believe it's not having awareness of your actions or how they impact those around you. And it's very self-serving. And what can I get out of this? Me, me, me energy um, without thinking of it as something as like um, an exchange. So like if you're reaching out to someone to say hello, but you have an ulterior motive, or the connection, like you think that, oh, this person could, I don't know, you know, help you get a, I don't know, get closer to your goal without being just genuine. It's, it's not about, it's a fine line between like, sometimes those are connections we need to help us expand, but there needs to be something underneath that, that is an integrity of, I genuinely just want to say hello to this person. I genuinely want to connect and maybe like, hopefully it'll expand into in, in whatever your vision is, but at the core of it human to human, heart to heart, like I'm going to put myself out there. And so I think when you're, it becomes destructive when you're moving from a selfish perspective. And it it also is, I think, a huge part of the problems with Mother Earth and and what's happening on the planet. And when you are in a state of self-love, it's an understanding that we are responsible for ourselves And in that responsibility, we have self-empowerment. 
which allows us to move from in the world in a more grounded place. And integrity, I keep saying it because it's such a huge thing for me, but being in that place of integrity and that when you fill up your cup first, you have more energy to give to the people that you do love and want to connect with in the world. Whereas if you are not taking care of yourself, you're not only not of service of, to, to you, but to the people around you. And so it's important to constantly checking in with yourself and doing the self-reflection of what you need on a day-to-day moment-to-moment basis so that way when you then interact with people around you you're not expecting them to like feed you like feed whatever it is that you need um and sometimes and part of self-love is also knowing when you need connection from other people Mm -hmm. but it can't be the answer to all of it right right Yeah, yeah, it does. It made me think about that. So there's something that I always have been writing about for many years, and I keep thinking about that as a reference, as you said. Uh, It seems like it's doing something for ourselves that it's also good or can benefit others. It's almost like loving yourself, even if we're not aware that could help others. But there's something about it that when we love ourselves, we can't help it but do things or even have thoughts and ideas that could benefit others. Well, automatically that happens. I have seen my own life. Just by cultivating self-love, I see how people around me, my husband, my family, everyone, like, oh, you've changed. And they become mm-hmm. calmer around me. So that makes sense that once self-love, it's something that affects others in a positive way. Yeah. It well, seems to me. Magnetic. Love is magnetic. So I believe that's part of the ripple effect. Um, How do you define healing and what are some of the obstacles to healing? I think healing, I mean, it could take so many different forms and it's, I think it's personal to each, you know, each, well, I guess the, the tools are very individual. Um, but I think overall the healing is, again, coming back to your your fullness like how can you expand into your truest fullest expression of why you're born what you're here to do and it doesn't have to be this mega mission where you're on a world you know a stage and like Uh doing talks it's just it's the moment to moment like you're here for a reason no matter what that looks like and how can you take the time to go through and look at some of the woundings because if you're here in the human body, there's no one has escaped trauma. <laughs> it's, yeah, yes. it's just the human experience. So how can you go through and heal that trauma, heal those wounds so that you can release that heavier energy that like, it's like you're unclogging the pipes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just letting right. it go through so that you can allow more flow of mm-hmm. what is your true essence. So I believe that joy and pleasure are part of our birthright. It's part of connecting to the divinity and having us be in a really open state and that um it allows for a little bit less struggle there's not it's not that you're not going to have chaos and obstacles but it allows a little bit more ease because you can also trust your your intuition right like allowing that to guide you but if you have all this other stuff around you that's clogging the way and you're not healing you can't show up as yourself yeah It's almost like 
being all these colors, but not being able to express all of them in the world. Just showing up as only green or yellow when we have the whole spectrum of colors yes, to show. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's what that's our job is to. to it's almost like a simple analogy, like a, a dusty window, right? It's like it's still there. The light could kind of get through, but it's as you just you know from the metaphor, the colors like. You can see some like colors coming through, but it's not the full radiance. And so then once you, you know, maybe it's like it's been caked on for years of dust. So you got to peel away one layer and then a little bit more light comes through. And then you scrub a little bit harder and then a little bit more light until it's completely clear, that window. And then it's like the full radiance. And I think that's what the healing journey is. And you ask like, what are some of the blocks? I, I think it's our fear, our own resistance. We are scared of change, yet the only constant in life is change. And it's hard. I, I have I have not perfected that myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, the more we can surrender to the the truth. I think surrender to the truth and the no. I guess this is a better way to say it. Surrender to the knowing that what is happening is for our highest truth to come to life, to fruition. So that way, the things that seem hard, the things that we don't want to change, because we often have limiting beliefs that something worse is going to happen. Instead of actually shifting that mindset and perspective, like, well, what if something's better on the other side? You know, um, And it allows us to release a little bit more and go into the healing. And also, healing is not easy. So sometimes we have to you know, confront really uncomfortable things and so I think also that's part of the resistance but when we can understand and know that that discomfort is temporary that pain is temporary I think we could be more fully dive into it to heal mm, so true so it's changing perspective or perception and I have heard before that there is a time to engage in healing is that something that you also believe, Janet Lee? Not everyone's ready at this time to heal. Yeah, I mean, I've I've experienced that personally myself. There's even been awareness of things that I know need to be healed, and I'll, I've made attempts or actions to start. And if you're you're not ready, you're, you're not ready. And I I I don't know the why to that. <laughs> something right. that I'm actually yeah. actually in yeah. this moment in deep inquiry about. I, I believe it's just, it has to do with unfolding of our soul's journey and also divine timing. Like sometimes we may know, but then there's other things out in the outside world that are lining up to be there for our service for when we need to. On the flip side of that, something else I'm thinking about is that sometimes I think it is part of the resistance that, because are we ever really ready? Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> and yeah, good question. And if we're, if we're not really, then sometimes it's it's mustering up the courage to begin anyway. So it's yeah, it's something I'm an inquiry about. That's um, interesting. The word courage it's connected to the word heart, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me for a moment about Ignited Heart. I love the name, of course. And I talked to you off record and when I came across it, it's just beautiful. What Thank was the inspiration you. to become a heart igniter, women's empowerment coach? You are also a sacred space holder, 
teacher, guide, priestess of sacred union, writer, dancer, I love that part too, <laughs> creator, visionary for global healing. So yeah, if you can kind of tell me what inspired you to become who you are today, the expression of life itself, dressing all these, these different, let's say, garments. <laughs> um, I mean, keep trying to keep this succinct, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course, a, a longer story. Um, well, as I said in the beginning, like love, like as a little kid, like that, that energy there was like, why can't we just all love each other and get along? And as I started to go through my own healing journey. And I think I've always been curious and a seeker and very, very spiritually open from, I'm really like, I remember in high school being way more connected than most people and having that awareness to um, the divine. And so that was there, but I'd say around like 2012 was when I had like a big awakening. Like it started like in 2010, but then I really did, dove deep into the work in 2012. So it's been now like a decade of like really swimming in this deeper healing. And I was like, okay, I want everyone. And, but for me, right at this moment, I'm being called to work specifically with women to really feel empowered to be themselves unapologetically. And that came from my own journey of like having to hide myself to be able to survive in the world to protect myself and then times I didn't even know that's what I was doing and I was cutting myself off and then I was making myself physically sick mentally like not okay in the sense of like having low level depression um anxiety and just feeling dead inside and it was that started to really become clear by the end of my 20s when I started out like being very passionate and excited to like go and heal and change the world. And then I wanted to initially be a psychologist, but life led me into a Wall Street trading floor. And I was an executive assistant for 10 years there. And I, it's a beast of an environment. I learned a lot. There's a lot of, um, wisdom that I, I see now of, that I needed to also be able to do the healing work that I'm doing, but it, it suffocated me and I felt like I was dying inside. And so when I left there, I was able to pull myself out. I made a commitment to go back to my original desire to really help empower women. And through that, it started to become, it's like, it's, it's all about love. It's like all about love. And then uh, I just got a divine like download to call it Ignited Heart. And it just, and it did, it resonated with my heart. I'm like, well, what's been my journey? My journey has been about healing my heart because I had like steel walls and fortresses um, blocking it. That was both because of the work environment. It was from um, heartache from a long relationship with my first love. And I just like shut myself down for so many different reasons and walking around a little bit numb and numbing myself out in the world. It's like a lot of toxic behaviors. And so the, in my own healing, I got to see and remember and even go on a deeper, deeper level of how much beauty and wonder there is in the world in the midst of the chaos. If we choose to open up our hearts to see it. So living with an united heart is having that deep, deep connection to yourself. And so spirit, the divine, and being able to move through the world with your heart open and open to receive 
And it's also, it's really your intuition (laughs) to me. It's your compass. If you use your heart as your compass, like that's our language of love. That's how there's just science behind it too. It's not just all spiritual. There's especially more and more now, so much science is coming out about the brain and intelligence of the heart and how we can use that as a magnetic force field to reconstruct our own lives. And then again, to me, it's about the unity piece. And then that creates that ripple effect. It's beautiful to listen to you. Thank you so much, Janet Lee, for being you, for being open to life, really. Thank you. I love seeing that, though. And I know that this is uh, at a different level, talking to my guests here. And that's the wish that everyone could see that. I think that's why I do what I do. And you Mm. do what you do, because we want to see this and in our reality in every way. And with that in mind, do you somehow believe that women, we carry uh, that wisdom in a more pronounced way? We are not afraid to express the wisdom of the heart more than men. I know I don't like separating things, and you mentioned earlier that divine feminine is something that belongs to both. It's not a gender thing. But talk to me for a moment about being a female in the human body and the wisdom of the heart. I think it's a different resonance. And right now, the way that the world is structured and what we are having to do to heal collectively, yes, I do think the that power center is a little bit more um, heightened in women for that healing energy and especially the the level of compassion. And that is not at all to say that there are not men who have that um, at all. I've seen men who are more tender and compassionate and loving and wise than women in female bodies. So, but I think that for better or worse, even like the way most of culture, um, at least, you know, I'm, I'm born, I'm in the United States, right? They, there's a lot of gender roles that we're taught where men are supposed to be masculine and hide their emotions and women are more sensitive and dainty. And so I think in some level, even if it isn't a toxic way, that softness that we need in the heart for that wisdom is just ingrained in women where it's sort of beat out of men. And I think that's part of the the problem in the world. But it, once we have more balance, I think, I believe it could be an equal um, equal level of intelligence, um, no matter what gender you are. Yeah, the techniques that you use, Janet Lee, talk to me about that. How do you work with your clients? Um, how can we hire you through your website? There would be an online sessions or individual in-person groups, corporations, and also how it works, the practices that you recommend. Yeah, um, right now everything everything is virtual. My, the foundation through everything, like no matter what the offering is, my underlying intention that I set and what I feel like is my work or being called to do is to help you move through your own resistance. And that's, and really, right, like we, we learn, like we teach what we needed to learn. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yes. I Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. So I always say, like, I'm the queen of resistance. Like, I know resistance inside and out. I know it so intimately. And um, what I've had to do to move through it and still do, like, it's still something that I come up with. Because as you expand, you you keep growing. It's all always different layers. So it's like I find new layers that I have to dance with in healing the resistance. Um, 
but I, I use that as fears tied into that. Um, but I think people get a little bit confused and weighty about fear or like they don't under, like there's a lot of like, just push through the fear and that's not the answer either. It's about how can you invite it in and welcome the fear to alchemize energy into something that will help fuel you into moving forward with whatever your dreams and desires are. So I kind of lump that all under resistance. Like everyone can get behind, like your understanding that there's a resistance, there's a block. And since I'm, I, you know, my branding and is a united heart and love. Like it's like, what is the resistance around your heart? Like what is blocking you from expanding and opening up more? And so for that, in my sessions, I always start with some form of um, guided meditation and prayer and like having you drop into your heart space more. Because ultimately all the work that I'm doing, you can do yourself. You have that power, but we all need a little help from time to time. So my intention is like, just like help you get the tools and then you go on your way. Like I'm never like, I don't want to work with you forever. Like I want you to grow and, and stand in your power. And so, um, and then I dance is a huge part of my life. I've been dancing since I was a kid. I taught dance, um, for five years formally at a, a studio. And then now I bring, that into my work because the body is such a powerful tool for receiving our our own inner wisdom, our intuition, and then expanding our heart. And it brings more calm and peace. And also a lot of the resistance is stuck energy. And so you literally physically have to move to, to unlock some of that energy. And so I sort of blend this, I have this unique blend of prayer dance and journaling and then all these other tools that I um, incorporate with what I've learned through divine feminine energy and lineages and a lot of that is also how can you incorporate more joy and pleasure into your life and connecting with nature so it sounds very simple but in the way that I weave it together helps you expand your current reality and so then expand your heart and there's something that I'm actually it's being revamped so it's not live on my website now, but I have a 40 day practice around how to reconnect with your joy and pleasure. And it's like 15 minute practices a day to help you unlock, unlock what is your true essence. But then really it's about falling in love with yourself. It's a self-love journey and practice. And, and it's, again, it's simple. Our minds think we don't have time to do these things, but we do. And it's non-negotiable. It's actually, especially at where we are in the world right now. And self-care, self-love is non-negotiable now. Like it has to be the number one priority on your to-do list. And um, I'm very strongly about that. And and so right now um, I have one-on-one sessions and I like to work to start with three months. So it's like two sessions a month because in order to really have transformation, one session isn't going to do it. It's about like holding you and also going slowly so that way you can really get to the root of issues. Because if, if we bypass things or we try to move quickly, we're not actually doing the true healing and work. And I, I will, it's in, it's being birthed and I'm listening. So I'm practicing when I preach and listening to divine timing, but at some point this year, I'm going to have a five, um, sorry, six month container of a deeper, deeper transformation, um, where I go through different archetypes of the feminine and where we're working on, um, releasing, like going through the resistance. It's almost like a death phase and then learning how to be in stillness and then learning how to 
really embody more of the essence and energy of love. And then as we're going through those layers of healing, then it's like, okay, really digging in and claiming your desires. Because often, particularly women are afraid to own what their dreams are and claim it. And if you don't, you can't actually co-create it with the divine. Um, and then learning a deeper level of compassion and then sovereignty. So it's like we go through these layers, a deep dive each month. So I'm really excited to be bringing that out into the world. And it's called Reclaim Your Heart. So it's a way of just really owning your power in another level. And then if you're looking for more of a spiritual um, boost and having a sacred message, I um, I just launched in December and it's getting just incredible feedback, but it's called Divine Whispers. And I per- channel a sacred message for you. So I sit in meditation and I call in your unconditionally loving guides that are appropriate to be there to hold space and then I open myself up to receive a message that was is a message of love a comfort a wisdom a hope something that will resonate for you wherever you are in your your path right now so those those are some things I have going on and all on my website of janetleeropis.com Thank you so much again, Janet Lee. I mean, you are the invitation itself. <laughs> That's the, the point, too. Uh, the way you speak and how you speak, it um, resonates with the heart. So our hearts are connected anyway, so it can be felt. Thank you again. Thank you. And we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. And I wanted to mention something that I read on your website. You write beautifully. You say... An ignited heart woman dances every day, allowing only her heart to take the lead. For she knows when she does, the world becomes a field of infinite possibilities. Mm. She is a force of nature because she knows she is one with nature. I love that passage. I mean, I love everything you do, but this one in particular caught my attention. And then I love when you also say the secret to igniting your heart is to fall in love with yourself, which you (laughs) you have been saying. Love yourself so fully, tenderly and compassionately as you would a new lover. That caught Mm -hmm. my attention, too, because it's so true. It's easy to love somebody who is new, comes into our lives that's new. But yeah. it's a challenge to give that same love, to meet ourselves with that same enthusiasm and compassion yes. and kindness. That's interesting to see. Yeah. So before I ask you my ending questions, talk to me about the self-marriage ceremony that you did in 2013. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> It, it, made, it makes me, me laugh and smile. Yeah, uh, it was beautiful. So I left, I, um, so when I left Wall Street, I left in 2011 and then I took a two-year sabbatical. And in that, I traveled around the world. Um, I'm from New York originally, so I used that as my home base. But I was like, there's months and months at a time where I was just, I was out of the country. And it was, again, that's when I, I connected with my first spiritual mentor and guide and coach and started to really, really dive deep into my healing. And I would have told you that I loved myself if you asked me. And my coach highlighted confidence is different than self-love because then she had me go through and look at 
how I was talking to myself, my inner dialogue, which was self-abusive. And I would never talk to anyone I love like that. But yeah, that's how I was talking to myself. So that was illuminating. And so that, that was really my deep dive of self-love. And it's a, it's a daily practice. It hasn't ended, <laughs> you know, doing it. But um, when I, in that interim of that, that space, I lived in Maui, Hawaii for two months and um, I was renting a downstairs apartment and the, I became really good friends with the woman up above. And she told me about the self-love marriage ceremony she did. And also a couple of years ago when I was still in corporate, I went to go see a play, an off-Broadway play, like skit. Actually, it, was, it wasn't a play, but it was um, more of a personal drama dialogue. The, the context doesn't matter, but the woman t- talked about, it was, a, it was autobiographical about a self marriage ceremony she did and I was blown away by it especially because I was still very I hadn't wasn't fully awakened yet (laughs) like I was still I was open to that stuff I was like wow that's so cool and so audacious and empowering so there were seeds there for that and then um like I said the woman that I was renting from told me about it and I was like I'm gonna do this I'm going to make this huge claim and stand for myself and then the week that I did it I had a good friend come stay with me and now so we both did it together. And so I went and I bought a ring and I wrote myself vows. And then um, we did it at night, like under the, the starlights of Maui, the sky is epic because there's not all the light pollution and uh, read the vows out loud and then had a dance party after. And just to have that also with my both my, my friend and I doing it at the same time, we had that witness and it just felt like this full homecoming of really embracing just the fullness of me and also making claims to honor the devotion to myself because that period in corporate America really wasn't honoring my truth and it caused a lot of heartache. So like, how can I now move forward with that? And so the ring has changed, but I'd actually have a crown. I found a beautiful woman owned Etsy shop and it's a crown and I wear, I wear what would be your, your ring finger. For, for marriage and it's my my daily reminder of that vow that sounds wonderful to me do you also offer that opportunity to your clients to do the same is that done here in the united states somewhere um it will be in part of the the reclaim your heart program that's being offered yeah i haven't done it before and then it was it was coming to me and then it felt very strongly the, the message i'm getting that this will be like like the culmination the ending of that transformational container and i'm actually really excited about it because i haven't let it before and it's anyone that i've told have such has such a curiosity and desire for it so i was like okay it's, it's time now to create that ceremony Yeah, Yeah. so that's great to know. I'll have your website link on the podcast profile. Thank you. So thank you, Janet Lee. And then if anyone is interested in knowing that, just if you sign up for my newsletter, you know, typical go to the website and the footer, I I will announce all new offerings there first. So if you're really curious, that would be the best way to stay connected about that. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. My ending questions. Let me see. I'll ask you two questions. What is another word for healing? The first word that came up when you asked that was grace. Grace. Yeah. And my last question is, what are three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body, before they die? Oh, I got chills. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things. Okay. Mm. 
I wish that everyone can remember the truth of who they are, which is love, and that they can remember that they have infinite power and all they need to do is connect to their heart, allow it to lead. And I wish that everyone experiences more moments than that of really deep joy and pleasure as they move through the world. Mm. I love that. Ah, what a beautiful reminder for all of us. That's interesting. While you're saying that, the image of my husband just came into my mind because I know he needs to hear that message. But then it's almost like a prayer as you say it. And I visualized him recognizing the love in himself and the infinite possibilities and then having more joy. Thank you so much again for what you do and how you do it. This beautiful intention from the heart and for being open to life. Thank you. Thank you, Valeria. Thank you for your work in this time. It's been wonderful. And before we say goodbye again, where can we find more information about you, your work, services, products, and future projects? Yeah, so go to my website, Review the Best Place. So it's JanetLeeRopis.com. You're going to have the link, otherwise I could spell it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll have that. I'll definitely yeah. have the link. And uh, again, just if, under offerings, you'll see the Divine Whispers are up there now and how to contact me about one-on-one coaching right now. And then if you're curious about the future offerings and the the um, six-month container that will also include the self-matter ceremony just to sign up to my ignited heart letters i send them out about twice a month it's not spammy it's a lot of wisdom um, and tools and just what my journey is and it's one of my favorite ways to connect with my community so that would be the best place and it's also on my website if you scroll down to the footer you could just put in your info there and get on the mailing list wonderful thank you again and we'll talk soon janet okay thank you so much thank you Bye. bye Thank you for listening. To learn more about Janet Lee Ropas and her work, please visit JanetLeeRopas.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.